everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. We do have a request though, before we get started, if you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Pearson Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode two, not, not 200, 377, a post-Christmas episode. That's right, man. You almost went in a time machine there and went to the past, uh, which is pretty crazy. Time uh, has gone yeah, by, th- though. That, that it has. We are on episode 377, which is pretty crazy. And yeah, Orlando said it's a post-Christmas episode. So we it's kind of Christmas fell in a weird time this year as far as like episodes dropping. Sometimes there's like a clear like this episode is our, our Christmas episode. But like there was like one right before Christmas and then one right after Christmas. So uh, which one is our Christmas episode? I don't know. It's Christmas is over. So probably the last one. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're on Christmas week here. And yeah, we're really excited to kind of wrap up. This is going to be our last episode of the 2023 year. And then we're moving into 2024. Our next Monday mini is going to be on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I'm sorry. And then uh, we have... Uh, 2024 ahead of us. So what we kind of wanted to do was kind of look back at 2023 and kind of talk about what our highlights were uh, reselling wise and uh, kind of go from there just to reflect and kind of enjoy some of the fruits of our labors as as far as that goes and then kind of look forward into what's going to be happening in our next year. So uh, how about you, Orlando? What's uh, What's been some of your favorite uh, happenings in 2023? So it was good to do this because, you know, things have been kind of rough. And we'll talk about in the update episode how Q4, there was an uptick and there was some sunshine. It just was cloudy with sunshine. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of great moments uh, this last year. And one of them was one of the things I learned was that there's always opportunity. There's always opportunity. And, and it first happened earlier in the year. I went to this community garage sale and I remember there was this big Indiana Jones thing. It was like three feet tall. It was from Comic-Con. Comic-Con is like the huge convention that we have here in San Diego. I mean, they have other ones throughout the world, but the one in San Diego is like a really big deal. And items from Comic-Con are super collectible. And I remember looking at it and I was like, I should look that up. But I'm like, nah, there's no way somebody's going to put something that's worth something out. So I didn't even look it up. And, you know, it's the worst feeling when a second later you're like, you know what? I should go check. And then somebody already else is already on it. Right. Mm-hmm. They already have their phone out. They're looking. And I remember asking the lady, I'm like, hey, so uh, are you going to pick that up? She's like, uh, probably. And I was like, ah. like, I just want to know if she's just was looking at it. And, you know, I did the whole fake looking at other items around, you know, waiting for her to just walk away from it. And uh, yeah, it never happened. So I ended up looking it up. It was 10 bucks. And it was worth three to five hundred dollars. And so I was like, oh, I, I, I hate this. Like, I guess my whole morning is doomed. Right. And so. I kind of had that mentality that things were going to be horrible and I still scored that morning, but I had the same scenario the next week. And I shared this. Uh, I don't know how many podcasts ago, whenever this happened. But I went to this other uh, garage sale and I was there early. Now, the problem with this garage sale is I couldn't find the driveway. Like I kept driving everywhere and. It was upon a hill and you kind of had to go two streets down and make a right and enter this driveway and it would lead you up there. And I got there and there was somebody already there and I wanted to be the first person there. So I show up and I see these huge blue bins and in the blue bins, 
there's a bunch of Griswold pans, not Griswold like National Lampoons, Griswold like vintage good money pans. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Like I'm, I failed last week, but I'm going to score here. And I start going through them and I hear this voice in the back going, yeah, hey, I already picked those up. Those are those are mine right there. I'm like, what? Really? Again? We're dealing with this? So then I'm like, all right, there's something else here. So I go around. I pick up a Harley seat. It's, you know, it's worth something. But Harley seats are hard to sell these days. And then I find this huge tub of Hummel figurines. Now, Hummel figurines are good money. They take a little bit longer to sell, but if you get the right ones, like, you know, you could pick them up for like five, 10 bucks, sell it for a hundred to 200, maybe more. And there was a whole clear plastic bin. And so the, the, the lady who I thought was the owner of the place put them up on a table and, you know, I thought she was just getting them out of the garage. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, Hey, how much do you want for all this? And what do I hear in right to my right side? Oh, I, I'm buying these. Actually, she brought them out for me to. For me to look through them before I, I finally pay for them. Like, what? Again? And that was probably the, the Griswold pans were probably one to two K in profit. These were probably, I don't know, one K in profit. I'm like, this is just I'm just getting slammed. So then I ended up, you know, I ended up leaving. And I I I've mentioned this this story before where I went to this garage sale and it was the second week of the garage sale. Now, this could be my number one. These aren't in no particular order. There's no like grand finale here because this could be my, my number one, uh, but it just depends what you find important. And you know where I'm leaning with this. So I go to the second garage sale and I show up and there's some vintage Halloween signs. I'm like, that's cool. The guy has a bunch of vintage Halloween stuff. And then I see these, this box of vintage toys and I'm like, how much were these? And he's like 20 bucks. And I didn't actually know what I had. I, I, I knew there was a bunch of vintage toys from the 80s. I, did, I, looked, I looked some of them up, but I didn't know what I had. And then, you know, I'm walking around and I see this guy buy a bunch of vintage Nintendo games. And it was a reason you could tell it was a reseller because the guy's like, hey, I'll do 50. And the guy's like, uh, these aren't worth that much. You know, these are worth maybe 40. Could you do, you know, 30? And I'm like, oh, I missed out again. So I just I just kept getting slammed and I kept getting slammed. And so as I'm walking around, I see this guy going through these old vintage Game Boy Advance games and he's going through them and, you know, he's taking them. And he's putting them in a trash bag, just putting them in a trash bag, looking. There's nothing put in a trash bag. And I see them and I'm like, I know those are worth something. I, I'm going to see if, if he just ends up throwing them all away. And sure enough, <clears throat> he ends up. Put him on the trash and in Spanish, I, I, look, I go to him. I'm like, hey, you don't want those? And he's like, nah, they're not worth anything. There's no games in there. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. So I look in the trash bag and I look some of them up. And all I needed to look is one of the Pokemon boxes. It was a Pokemon Advance. I forget which one, it, Game Boy Advance. I forget which one it was, but it, the box was worth three to $400 just for the box. So I'm like, what is going on here? So... I'm like, all right, I'm getting these, I'm getting these boxes, right? So it was about 20 to 25 boxes and they were going to go in the trash. So they were free. What I find out later was that the guy that was looking through them wasn't a reseller. He was just an employee that the guy had hired to organize items for him. And so what ended up happening is he, I got the trash bag and I put it aside. I already had the vintage toys. And then I started looking around and I moved some other items and underneath 
There was an N64, a Super Nintendo, controllers for an N64, a PlayStation 3, uh, Super Mario All-Stars, like all these Nintendo ga- Super Nintendo games that no one had, I guess, looked. They were underneath a bunch of like Halloween items. And I'm like, all right, this is crazy. I am not leaving this garage sale. So then I kept looking around and I saw like these uh, books that were like in Japanese. They had some graphics on them. And I I know a little bit about manga, but I didn't know what I had. And I remember looking up one or two books and I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to pick these up. And I saw a bunch of resellers put them up, uh, pick them up and put them down, pick them up and put them down. So I'm like, they're probably not worth anything. But then I'm like, you know what? Maybe... Maybe there are. Maybe there are some one that some that are worth. And so what really caught my eye is I found this collection of of one piece uh manga and it was the golden foil version, which means it's like there's like this like gold bronze like part of the bottom part of the cover. And those could be good money. And when I looked, they were first edition, so I looked them up and people were selling like these the set of books for like five hundred bucks. So I ended up going like on this huge leap because I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to leave this garage sale because obviously there's a ton of good stuff here and people are missing out. So I spent three hours at this garage sale and I allotted everything up and I bought every single piece of manga. I didn't even know what they were worth, but I picked up every single piece of manga. They, he also had Hardy Boys. He also had a, a bunch of other like Polly Pocket vintage toy, like you name it. Like it was like a, everything that was trapped in the late nineties, two thousands was that was as a garage sale. And I asked the guy, I said, Hey, so, uh, are you a reseller? He's like, no, my, my daughter really loves this stuff. And I just, you know, whatever she wanted, I just bought it for her. And I was like, what? So this isn't even like reselling stuff. Cause I thought it was one of those, you know, people that do the swap meet when they do garage sales, it looks, you know what it looks like. It's mm-hmm. like those bins with the flaps, right. All over the place. That's kind of what it was. Well, in the end, I ended up making a deal for everything and I paid $100, $180 for everything. The Game Boy Advance boxes were free. Okay. So I paid $180 for probably, I want to say I bought like five to 600 books in total manga books. Okay. I bought like a vintage Chucky doll. I bought vintage video games. I bought vintage toys. And right away, and as you guys that have been listening to podcasts for a long time, uh, I had sold all the Game Boy Advance boxes, at least all of them. I think I sold like 90% of them within two weeks for 2K. So I, I made the 190 into 2K within two weeks. And then with the manga books, I probably made another 1K to 2K on just the manga books. Then on the vintage toys, I made like another five to 600. And I still have probably about 30% of that haul that hasn't sold yet that's listed. And then I have another 10% that I still haven't listed. Like I haven't listed the N64, Super Nintendo, some of the games. So what what, what was the whole moral of the story was that there's always opportunity around the corner. I could have gone home after that first one. Boy, man, I missed out on 3K. I'm done for the day. I don't want to do this anymore. But all I had to do, I literally drove a mile and a half and I ended up scoring far more than I could have at the other garage sale because those Hummel things, those would have taken a long time and and maybe would not even have sold by the time of this podcast because this was back in, I think this was like in August. And then the Grizzle Pants, those probably would have sold. But man, those Game Boy Advance games, the the and they weren't even games. They're just boxes and manuals. That's all they were. Uh, you know, I had Pokemon Emerald, uh, Pokemon Sapphire, all, the, all of those boxes just instantly, like within days would sell. So anyways... That was uh, one of the best moments of 2023 for me. All right. I know that was kind of long-winded. How about you, Mike? Yeah. 
Nice, man. Yeah, uh, you, you scored two on the uh, timing-wise, especially with the... Oh, wait, hold on. So Mike, sorry about that. I was oh, okay. I was muted. So um, right. I uh, I had I had something fall in my garage, so I had to go check that out earlier. Okay. So, anyways, okay. you scored on the um, you scored on the the manga, uh, especially that One Piece because the movie had just released yep. on Netflix for One Piece too. So that's that was good timing. One Piece obviously is one of the most uh, popular anime series of all time. So no matter what, you're gonna do well there. But timing was really really good for that. Uh, so for me. Um, Man, 2023 was just a wild year. It's probably going to go down in the history books for me as one of the the biggest years of my life. So we not not just recently, but just in general. <clears throat> so we had our third son. He was in the NICU for a while. Um, so that was kind of a hectic, crazy time. Luckily, I was able to, you know, slow reselling down a little bit. The beauty of reselling is you can kind of speed up, uh, ramp it up as necessary, slow it down a, 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 as you need to. So. Um, but I had my son, we bought a house, we moved across the country, we kept the podcast going, we switched the whole style of the podcast. Yeah. So it was kind of a crazy hectic year for me. And it's kind of weird that it's 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 wrapping up, it's coming to an end. Because uh, it's a lot of the things I've been talking about for years has finally come to fruition. And it's just weird to see it all happen. And one of the cool things that happened during our move, I was able to kind of uh, purge a lot of inventory and sell off a lot of the big stuff that we had. Like I remember right before we moved, I sold like kayak, I sold um, horse panels, I sold all kinds of stuff that was just like, just sitting around taking up tons of space, you know, as a reseller, that's a part-time reseller. Um, I like having inventory, but I like my inventory being like manageable and not just like my whole house, my whole yard, just being full of stuff that's for sale. Uh, because then, then it becomes more of your life, right? And I, I want reselling to add to my life. I don't want it to be my entire life. So um, being able to kind of purge a lot of the things, um, I went to some swap meets, sold off a lot of inventory there. I donated some inventory, um, unlisted some stuff and kind of was able to just bring the things that were, I feel like the most valuable um, and the stuff that was actually most portable. And by doing that, I learned a lot. It was kind of cathartic to realize like, okay, these things were mistakes. These things were good hauls, um, but you know times have changed. Uh, these things are still great. Um, I'm kind of moving more towards this, or so just kind of taking that time to reflect and go through my inventory, basically piece by piece, figure out what needs to be there, what doesn't need to be there, really allowed me to kind of sharpen what it is I want to do going forward, what types of items I want to be picking up, uh, what types of things I want to do, uh, and. Even the, the the type of selling I'm doing, I really enjoy doing big items locally. Uh, but again, there's the issue of you know the timing and meeting up with people and all of that. So kind of just really figuring out through the the process of the move, like what is profitable for me, what's a good use of my time, what do I enjoy doing, uh, what were some of the mistakes that I've learned? Because a lot of times you can make mistakes, and if you're a smart reseller, you're gonna learn from those mistakes. You'll be like, oh yeah, I don't want to pick up that thing again. But unless you actually take the time to kind of go through a lot of your inventory, you might not really be thinking about all of the things you need to change. Because I looked at some of my stuff and I'm like, man, I bought this year one and then I bought this year two and I bought this year three. And had I learned that, really learned the lesson in year one, I wouldn't have been buying it again year two so or year three. So uh, it was kind of a good cathartic experience for me, kind of a good learning experience to do that move. And in some ways, almost like a fresh start. Um, I'm still in the process of really figuring out what reselling looks like here, getting my spaces in order, um, kind of saving up to get things like a, a nicer air conditioner put into my garage and all of that. But 
Uh, it was it was a great experience. I did it. I was able to move pretty much across the country with my inventory, and that has been one of my biggest fears with reselling. And I'm sure you've kind of thought the same. Is you're kind of stuck. I mean, you end up mm-hmm. getting so mm-hmm. much stuff. Reselling is a hard thing to get out of. You know, if you're like, I'm done reselling, unless you just fire sell all your stuff. But then there's also just kind of that fear of like, well, how do I move all this inventory? And you've done it before. You know, you moved across town, but oh, it was miserable. Uh, yes. It's miserable, but uh, but but a cross country move. I mean, it's it's doable, and so it it definitely gave me some uh, confidence there. Yeah, so that was that. I'd say that's probably one of my uh, one of my big moments is just the process of the move and all I learned through it. Yeah, no, and it's funny because you learn a lot when you move. You learn about what you shouldn't have picked up. You learn about what you want to sell. <laughs> you want to learn about, you know, how you want to get things set up. It's kind of a a, a reset, you know. So I, I appreciate you sharing that, and and the fact that the podcast, the fact that we're still moving along and we're still dropping episodes even after Christmas. Uh, it is December twenty sixth uh, today while we're recording this. So you know we didn't record this ahead of time, and we're able to do that because. You know, that's one of the things reselling, it forces you to adapt, right? To make things happen and, and kind of, you know, that's I see that with the podcast. So kind of going back with the, the same theme I had before about there's always opportunity. Part of that is there's so much out there. There's so much out there. Like you might miss out on something, but something else is is around the corner or, you know, you, you see a reseller and they tell you that, you know, hey, you know, I, I buy this all the time to resell, but I really don't care about these items. And that happened to me, actually. I, I ended up going to a community garage sale and it was kind of a rough morning. And I, I see this as 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 one of the more memorable moments because it, it, it reminded me of the idea that, you know, in reselling, everybody gets so competitive, like no one wants to share. We get people that tell us all the time, you know, that the whole reselling market has collapsed because of our podcast, even though we're not that big uh, or because of other YouTubers. But the reality is there's so much out there. And I remember going to a community garage sale and uh, our good friend, Matt, of the podcast, who we've seen multiple times, you've seen him too uh, here in San Diego when you're here. Uh, he was going to a bunch of community garage sales. I was going to a bunch of community garage sales. And I remember his truck was full. And he was leaving the garage sale. And I looked at him. And I'm like, well, I guess I don't even need to go to this garage. So I was like, no, 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 you should go. There's a whole bunch of ink there. I really don't care about that stuff, but you should go take a look. And I was like, really? Are you sure? He's like, no, no, I don't like I don't like dealing with that stuff. And and he hooked it up. And so I, I went over there and there are probably, I want to say, 40 uh, boxes of of toner that were that were there. And I asked the lady, I'm like, where are these from? She's like, oh, they're from my, you know, our business. We close it down. I just want to get rid of them. They also had a bunch of uh, vintage uh, kids DVDs. Uh, I think they were like like Bible stories or something. But they were they were ones that weren't in circulation. And so whenever you find those, you should always look those up. Uh, you know, whether it be Barney or whether it be, I don't know, whatever whatever it is, you should look it up. You should look it up. And so I started looking it up, and I looked at all the ink toner and. I checked out everything that was there and asked her how much. And she's like, you know what? Take it all for $8. I was like, eight bucks. I was like, okay. And what about, uh, you know, these DVDs over here? She's like, how much you want to pay more? And I was like, you know what? Let's do five bucks. So I ended up paying in total. I think I had one more dollar. I think in total it was about $14. Well, you know, with toner, I don't know if you guys know, but if you find toner, there are people that drop ship them. And so they'll buy them right away. (laughs) Like you'll list it. And they'll buy it right away because there are people that they already have looking for that toner. So they connect them to those people. 
or you get businesses that they make their money selling toner for a little bit more. They're like drop shippers, but they're not. They they buy from you and then they'll resell it for like five, ten bucks more. But they do that in mass quantity. And so, you know, they'll, they'll offer you a pretty decent price. They're going to not offer you the top of the market, but they're going to offer you just a little bit above the bottom of the market. And so I instantly, you know, I I, I turned thirteen, fourteen dollars into a thousand bucks within a couple of weeks. And it was a reminder to me that, you know, even though a reseller has gone to an area, that doesn't mean there's nothing to find. And I can tell you story after story this year of that situation happening where I went somewhere and either a reseller missed it or a reseller who, who's a friend of the podcast was like, hey, listen, there's stuff I know that you and Mike source. I don't care for that stuff, but you can go look. Or I've had people hit me up and and say, you know, hey, Orlando, um, here's some Harley stuff, which I don't tell anymore that much. Uh, but here's some vintage toys. I've done it myself. There's people we, I know in San Diego that I'll say, hey, over here, there's some golf clubs or over here, uh, you know, there's some some books. And uh, in the end, there's plenty of opportunity out there. So that was a good reminder. I mean, this was, you know, earlier in the year. And so it kind of set the tone for the rest of the year that. Even though, you know, I might strike out at the first stop or the second stop or I might go somewhere and there's a bunch of resellers, that doesn't mean there aren't items there for me to find to make good money. Hey, before we move on, though, we're almost into 2024, right? And and a lot of you are thinking like, man, I didn't do any bookkeeping all year. I enjoy the profits of reselling. I'm kind of worried you know, you guys, you know, are, are like, hey, I, it doesn't matter to me whether it's $600 threshold or it's a 10K threshold. I want to make sure I'm doing what's right. And the easiest way to do that, in my opinion, as someone who hates bookkeeping is using my reseller genie. My reseller genie makes things uh, that are very complicated, very simple. You don't have to deal with Excel spreadsheets. Uh, you put in your information, uh, it imports everything from eBay. So it, it'll import all your 2023 info. And by the time taxes are ready to roll around, the amount of work you have to do to get ready will not be as overwhelming as you think it is. And so if you haven't checked out my reseller genie, go to our link below and use our code Pure Hustle, and you'll get 15% off the first month. And it'll help you start off 2024 with less stress. All right. What do you got, Mike? Yeah. Um, all right. So my next one is... Uh, kind of going along with the idea of moving is once I moved, I was kind of introduced finally to the bins. So bins are something that we've <laughs> talked about a ton on the podcast. Uh, you've you've like gone a couple of times to the one in San Diego. Terrible. I never went. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where when you're on you're on social media for resellers and you just see so many people who do really well at bins. You see the videos of people at bins. You see the chaos. You see great scores. Uh, and it was just something I've always wanted to try. And now I live close enough to the bins. And, and like I said, it's on my way home from work. So it's a really easy, quick stop for me. Um, I have really enjoyed kind of being pushed out of my comfort zone a little bit. Uh, I love garage sales. Um, I, Thrift stores are fine for me, like normal thrift stores. I, I like kind of browsing them. Uh, I, garage sales are my favorite. I love doing local deals because I get to just kind of browse for the things I want to browse for. But man, the the bins is like a different animal. And so I wouldn't say that I've completely changed uh, my, my style of sourcing. I'm not 100% a bin guy yet. I'm still not buying tons of clothes at the bins, uh, mostly because I just, I don't know. I don't, 
I don't know enough of the brands. Uh, I'm kind of learning some fabrics a little bit more and, and what's quality. Sometimes that's more important than the brand even is just like looking for quality clothes. Um, but I'm doing actually pretty well on the hard goods at the bins. Um, it's, there's fewer of the bins out. Um, you know, so when we say bins, we're talking about like Goodwill outlets and they bring out these big giant blue bins and, the the ones that are the the hard good stuff, there's fewer of them out than there are the closed section. The closed section where I'm at just takes up the whole middle of this building and then kind of around the outskirts or the hard goods. And so I can quickly go through those, find the stuff that's profitable. Um, and because you're paying by weight, I mean, there's times you're just getting crazy killer deals, especially if you get small things that are profitable. It's just, it's hard to beat that. I mean, it's, you could beat it at garage sale prices when you're bundling things, making good deals, but Depending on what you're picking up, um, if it's light stuff, man, you're you're really crushing it. So uh, it's it's been neat, kind of going outside of my comfort zone, trying something new, um, and it can't hurt you as a reseller to expand your your knowledge, to expand the different types of sourcing you do. And it's just good to have that now in my back pocket as another place I can go and source uh, something that's teaching me. And then now, even when I go to garage sales, I'm gonna have a little bit more knowledge about clothing because I've spent a little bit more time in clothing. Uh, there and as I want to learn more, um, it's it's just a great tool for me. So uh, I've been profitable there. It's been fun. Um, I'm glad that it opened back up. Like right after I moved, I was a little bit bummed when I first got here that it has closed down for renovations. But man, they're making it look nice, and uh, it's back open and it's been it's been profitable. So yeah, one of these days, Rolando, I'm gonna have to get you out here <laughs> uh, to Central Texas, and you'll have to check out the bins. No, I listen. I would love to go to the bins. Out there, I'm I'm not a fan of the bins here. Like I said, it's kind of like super organized. There's like families or whatever it is. You got to get in and you got to do a lottery. But yeah, listen, if I again, I I'm a big fan of of people on whatnot if they buy from the bins. And the fan and, and what I mean by fan is, I'm a big fan of individuals that go to the bins and they make a profit on whatnot. I'm not a big fan of people that sell the stuff that they can't sell on their eBay store or whatnot. Like I think I think that's kind of kind of messed up. But uh yeah, I think the bins bring so much opportunity. And I know the bins have changed a lot over the years. Um there used to be people that I knew that would go to the bins back in the day and like it was ghost town. Like no one would go to the bins. And I'm sure now it's a free for all, even where you're at, Mike. But uh there's so much opportunity there. Uh and so, you know, I keep going with opportunity, but I wanted to switch things up a little bit here because, you know, one of one of the, I would say probably the top or pretty close to the top highlight wasn't about the profit, wasn't about what I made, but was connecting with other resellers. And so, you know, I ended up by I got messaged by Latin Pickers. I hadn't talked to them for a long uh, for a long time, uh, and you know, we we just get busy. You know, life gets busy. There's people you haven't talked to in a while. I mean, if Mike and I weren't doing this podcast. Maybe Mike and I wouldn't be talking for a long time. Not, not that we're not good friends. It's just just life happens, right? You have kids, you, your business grows, you know, you're in a different community and things happen. And so Latin Pickers and I had kind of been disconnected for a while. You know, we hung out a lot uh, pre the situation of 2020. And then we connected one more time. And after that, we kind of ended up in our own zone. And, and, you know, they hit me up and they're like, hey, Orlando, we have a bunch of clothing that we sourced back in like 2017, 2018, 2019. And we don't really sell clothes. We're, we're booksellers and we don't want to deal with having to, you know, take pictures and do measurements and all this. You know, do you want to stop by? And I was like, yeah, I'll come by. And and so it came by and 
yes, the haul was great. Okay, I I ended up you know four xing five xing. There was a bunch of vintage clothing on there. It was it was they. I mean, they know what they're talking about. Like they are, I would say, all around resellers. Like they, they deal with books, but they, they're strong at the video games. They're strong at clothing. They're they're pretty much they have an eye for pretty much anything. And so, you know, when I met up with Christian Adam, I ended up you know saying, hey, can I take a tour of of your warehouse because I'm pretty sure things have changed. And the conversation was great because, you know, I had really wondered how other resellers are doing, right? We, we talk about how we're doing. We talk about what we hear on social media and, and what people DM us, but you know, to actually talk to other resellers and see what they're going through. It's not very often. I mean, I do talk to, you know, a lot of people that are on YouTube uh, and, you know, we exchange text sometimes we talk on the phone and I see how they're doing and, but, you know, actually going to their place where they're reselling. And we had this conversation about, you know, in 2020, when things went down, uh, you know, one of the things we decided was like we weren't we weren't going to take the, the the PPP loan. Right. And and part of it was, you know, we were doing all right. We didn't <laughs> we kind of didn't want to put ourselves in a situation where, you know, if things go south, we have to pay it back or, you know, the government's looking in, into, you know, how many employees we have and all that. And we were just like, we don't want to mess with it. Things were good. And so we didn't, but I, I, I wondered like, you know, cause I kind of have some regrets that I didn't take that loan uh, just because I, I think I could have leveled up a little bit more. And, and in talking to them, like, yeah, think things, things were rough, but they adapted, they adapted. And it was pretty awesome going inside their warehouse and, and seeing how everything was like automated. Now they had less employees now, uh, but they had these like, I want to call it AI, but basically like things that sorted out all their books for them were at the beginning when I saw them, it was like a bunch of people just going through stuff and, and putting them in the right bins where now it's just going through a conveyor belt. And like this one goes to eBay, this one goes to Amazon, this goes to the book by purchaser, this goes here. And I was like, wow, like this is pretty awesome. And they were huge on Amazon. And I'm asking, I was asking them, like, how's Amazon doing? Like you guys were killing it. And they're like, actually, Orlando, we've switched over to ebay and we do better on ebay selling books now and i was like what like that's great that's crazy right because you know that that's one of the lessons of 2023 i think for many of us is that 2023 was brutal and i think it was very brutal for the people that chose not to adapt they just kept doing the same thing they would say i'm not going to do promoted listings they would say i'm not going to source for less i'm they said i'm not going to you know learn another another niche i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing and if I don't sell, it's eBay's fault. Well, Aladdin Pickers decided that, hey, even though things got tough on Amazon, you know, even though, you know, they weren't making a, a, as much money as they were before, that they were still going to stay profitable. And I think they're actually doing better now than they were back then. Uh, but they decided to adapt, right? They put in the work, they invested, they, they figured it out. And that was very encouraging to me because, you know, I think sometimes we get caught up in the fact that people have been doing the same thing that they've been doing since they started reselling. But the reality is that's not true. I, I every every successful reseller I know has changed either the way they sell, they've changed the platform, they've changed the items they source, they've changed how they list their items. Uh, they figured out ways to change because even even myself, the way I sell now is not anywhere where it was 2017, 2018. Or even this, you know, that was around the time of the podcast, and so it was. It was definitely a highlight to catch up with them, to talk about business, uh, to to be with real resellers that had, you know, 
gone through the struggle, that figured things out and, and we're making it happen. So that was definitely, uh, for me, it was like the highlight of 2023 when it comes to reselling, because it, it, it actually caused me to reflect on what I was doing and that I probably need to change things and, and figure things out. So, so definitely yeah. good. Yeah, no, that's great, man. Um, I'd love to have uh, gotten together with him one more time before I left. That'd have been cool. It was really neat before I left, though. I did get to see a handful of um, of other resellers and people who've been listening to the podcast and just uh, got to say goodbye to some people. So that was really cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, wish Latin pickers the best, man. Those guys are awesome. So yeah, um, I have one more thing that I'm not going to mention on this podcast, but I'm looking forward to on the next update kind of talking about. So a little teaser there of a new niche I might be kind of getting into. So make sure that if you're not already subscribed on YouTube, hit that bell notification, subscribe. If you're not subscribed, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe there so that you can uh, follow us into 2024 as you hear all of the new exciting things we've got going on. Uh, because man, it's uh it's gonna be a wild year. I think I'm uh, interested so uh, just on ways. how things are gonna go in general. So um, yeah, go ahead and follow Pure Hustle Podcast because we've got uh, no matter what happens, no matter what's going on in the world, uh, we will be real reselling nonstop because that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> even from the underground bunker. That's right. right. And so, hey, tune in to our next episode. Everyone have a great new year. If if you're like, hey, I'm going to take off, that's fine. Take off with your family, rest, relax. But if you're at home and you're bored, list. There are people buying right now. Keep going strong until 2024. With that being said, make sure you be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Peace.